0: we're heading towards what we are told
1: will be four additional minutes. Oxlade-Chamberlain. Skimming past Rashford.
2: And a dominant hitter by
1: Olivier Giroud! The buccaneering bludgeon may well have earned a Gunners point at Old Trafford. Abragas, Hazard pulls
0: it down. Giroud, sidesteps two, and pokes
3: it in. What a start to the second half for Chelsea. And that was a really well taken goal.
4: C'est celui qui sort, en tout cas. Alonso, Giroud, qui ah. va faire le retourner. Oh la la, quel but En jeu. En jeu, mais Oh, oh je... la la
3: la la. Welcome to the Book Club on Football Ramble Presents. I'm Kate Mason.
2: And I'm Jim Campbell.
3: And today we have a world champion with us, a current world champion no less, scorer of spectacular goals in England and all over the world, a world-class player and a man who has lifted many of football's biggest prizes, yet one who's often found himself fighting for recognition and game time in the Premier League. A
0: big striker, we've five breaking here. Sanchez.
3: His scorpion kick for Arsenal won the Pushkas Award for the most beautiful goal of the season in 2017. But by January the following year, he'd moved across town to Chelsea in search of game time. Today, he's a forward for AC Milan, a Champions League player again with the Serie A title in his sights. But he has also one eye on his future. And with that in mind, he's decided to tell the story of his life so far. We're delighted to say today for Book Club, we have Olivier Giroud with us to discuss his autobiography, Always Believe. Olivier, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to Jim and me for Book Club. It is a pleasure to have you.
4: Hi, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice, uh, nice description. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm glad it went down okay. And and we're speaking to you the morning after Arsenal Crystal Palace, Olivier, which which must be a fixture that brings back good memories for you. Did you did you ever feel pressure to score beautiful goals?
4: Well, yeah, I remember this uh, this game in 2017, first of January, uh, first day of the year, and uh, yeah, I couldn't do. But uh, when I scored this scorpion kick, it was uh, an unbelievable uh, moment for me. And uh, I will never forget it, obviously. And uh, yeah, I watched a bit of the game yesterday, last night. And uh, well, um, yeah, it remind me of um, lovely moments I spent uh, at the Emirates Stadium.
2: The uh, Your face after you've scored that goal is an absolutely <laughs> classic thing. It's like... Do you remember how it felt? It looked like you must have been having some sort of out-of-body experience. just I mean, It's a ridiculous goal. It's an absolutely ridiculous goal. We used to joke on, on, on our podcast about what happens if you score with a, a scorpion kick. Do you complete football, basically? But your face looked like that. you, you felt like you completed football.
4: Well, yeah. I was, uh, to be honest with you, a tiny bit surprised also because... Uh, I just tried to, to hit the ball and to do as uh, as as best as I could, you know, with in that situation. Yeah, I, I will never forget it. And I I think I will not be able to do it again. So yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed that moment and it was wow, yeah, you could have seen it on, on my face.
3: I guess that's what part of the process of writing this book has been for you, taking the chance to sit and, and look at some of those goals that Jim mentions and just look at what you've achieved throughout your career. Um, how did it work for you as a process? How did you find the experience of, of writing this book?
4: Well, um, uh, I've been asked by, um, by, by a person, uh, Dominique the the writer, I would do the, the the book with, um, if I, I would have be happy to do, uh, to do it. And, uh, to be honest, uh, I was not sure it was the right moment because I was still playing and, uh, yeah, most of the time, you know, players uh, write a book when they just retired. So I was, um, like asking my family, my friends, my entourage about that, and uh, yeah, I felt it was a it was the right moment and a good opportunity to do it, to talk about my childhood uh, experience um, and uh, where I come from, uh, uh, the story of my life, and um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. To be honest, uh, it was um, it took time, uh, investment, but. Um, uh, regarding time because we've got busy schedule. Uh, well, I, uh, I really enjoyed it and uh, at the end, I, I'm really happy with uh, the final results.
3: Yeah, we're speaking to you, of course, just before Champions League game against Porto tonight. So thank you very much for fitting, yeah. fitting all this in. In terms of that process, as you say, I guess probably one of the reasons people tend to do it after they've retired is because there must be fear about like making headlines when you're talking about some of these, these historical uh, situations that um, people will be able to think of them easy, easily. Was that something that was, was stressful to you? How did you manage that
4: yeah, as I said, uh, when you're still a football player, when you are still involved, for example, with the national team, uh, with your clubs, it's, it's quite uh, difficult to, I mean, you have to measure every single, measure is the right word, I don't know, to every single word uh, which came out from your mouth because you know that uh, the, you will be judged uh, on every single uh, thing you, you said. So yeah, for example, it's, it's, it's easier when you retire to, to write a book, than you don't have, a, I mean, you can speak very frankly, you know, about every single situation um, in your career. Uh, I try to do it in my book. I try to speak with uh, no filter. And uh, very frankly, and um, but it's true that you you always uh, think about oh what uh, what people will think, you know, uh, and uh, you try to you try to find a good balance, if I can say, you know, uh, as a, still a football player in a in activity, you know.
2: Is it nice to have the opportunity to tell your own side of some of these? these stories where obviously there's there was a situation in the summer where the press made something out of nothing with yourself and Kylian Mbappe. <clears throat> and it, it, it is it, it must feel very, it must feel like a real release to actually have your thoughts on that on the record and to just get that out there and put it to bed. Is, is there a sense of closure with it? Uh,
4: yeah. And it was, uh, it was easier for me to talk about that uh, also because um, Kylian spoke about dating press and uh Basically, I just uh, I just speak very frankly, and I uh, just uh, wanted to clarify uh, things. And uh, by saying it was uh, such a smaller uh, thing, you know, and uh, the press, wanted to make it bigger and uh, to to sometimes look for trouble. But um, yeah, um, I think we um, we just sorted out uh, him and uh, myself. Um, And a couple of days after that small uh, issue we had, um, uh, it was uh, totally forgot, you know. So um, we moved on and we just went for the next job mentality. That's most important.
3: I guess it's because partly people were looking, wanting to find answers, weren't they? They were looking for explanation after after the Euros. And so people have a lot of, of pages to fill, right, Olivia? You must have a lot of experience yes, of that.
4: Yes, definitely. No, no, I know. I, I understand. They always try to uh, find answers and uh, to explain. Uh, maybe t- to find the uh, why, why, why we, uh, we we didn't go through against Switzerland. But I think uh, that that was not because of our small story with Kilian. It was uh, before the Euroscup. Uh, we started strong against Germany. We were confident. We had on the paper, to be honest with you, the best team of the tournament. That's uh, why football also is amazing. You know, nothing is uh, is written in advance. Uh, nothing gets given. And, uh, and uh, well, when you face a strong team also uh, like Switzerland, you you are leading 3-1. Uh, Everything can happen in football. And, uh, well, I I believe uh, maybe if we play this game nine more times, you know, we will win it. But that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of football also. um, And um, you never know what can happen. And Well, maybe we could, we should have um, put the game to bed and just stay at the back, defend. But uh, sometimes... uh, you know, I I think, I think the supporters, the fans, uh, the, the people who watch it on TV really enjoyed it, and it was a crazy game, but obviously uh, not the best, uh, not the best feeling, not the best memory for us.
2: Of course. So every, uh, every footballer's book seems to contain one major revelation that the press will go absolutely wild for, um, and yours is that you're scared of Alf. Oh. uh which was uh, <laughs> something I wasn't expecting to read um you, does he still frighten you
4: <laughs> well i don't like I don't like him and still uh, now when i see uh i see him uh, i don't understand uh, why but maybe his appearance maybe the way he's talking maybe because he, he likes to eat uh or if I remember, yeah, he anywhere. does. He's a weird character. It's, he's it's only when you sort of not he? What do you think, you guys? Honestly, it frightened f- me, and, my, my, uh, and uh, plus.
2: If if you're not aware of Alf, those listening at home, it sounds like alien <laughs> life form. It's a, it was a, an American sort of like puppet about this kind of smart Alec alien that looked a bit like a pig and a monkey at the same time. And as you say, he ate cats, which is actually really dark. Yeah, like really, he he is a bit frightening. Are you concerned that rival supporters are going to sort of turn up dressed in now to put you
0: <laughs> off? <the race?
4: laughs> Uh, I think it's a big revelation I would try to focus on the the pitch on the game but yeah obviously I would be very very uh, worried if I upset if I if I see it in the stadium would be so funny but I think it's not a good idea to give to the fans
2: no yes sorry about that
3: your family, weren't they? They were t- they're sort of taking the mickey out of you and R- Roman, your brother, yeah. who who was himself a great footballer, right? Mm-hmm. You talk a bit about him in the book, um, but he didn't uh, manage to have a career in the game. Um, and you talk about actually being, ner- when you first get your chance, you talk about being nervous about going down this route because you've seen what happened with your brother. Is that something that's, how has that developed over the course of your life?
4: um yeah. it was it was more like my family my parents um that they were a bit upset you know uh, regarding uh, seeing uh, another of uh, their children um going uh, far from them you know um, at 14 years old he left um uh, um, at the family house. Uh, he was uh, by himself and uh, it was tough, but I think he was mature enough to to, to deal with it. Uh, he, was, uh, he had a strong character, you know, and uh, I think he did very well. He played the uh, national team with Titi Henry and David Trezeguet. Uh, at this time, he was one of the, the best defender. But yeah, as you said, uh, he didn't have the... the Possibility to go through a professional career, and he was it uh, was my hero. he was uh, an example for me, and uh, obviously, at the time, Auxerre, uh, when I was 15 years old, they they wanted to sign me. My parents said, "No, no, uh, i was a bad experience. You can uh, move everywhere you want, but apart there." So you know, I just accepted, and I felt I was not mature enough uh, as it was at this age and uh well uh, i believe it was the right choice it was the first uh, right choice i've made we've made in my in my young career you know and at, at this time uh i needed time and uh one more time i was um i was not ready to go and to to live by myself so Um, I feel very lucky, very blessed one more time, um, thanks to my faith and because I believe uh, the Lord's got a plan for every single person on earth. And basically, uh, when I I used to say in Proverbs 16, uh, 9, the human being, like, just they make their path and um, the Lord just set the pace. Uh, It means um, you are you are responsible of your choices or what you want to achieve in life but um, the laws always look after you and uh, help you to do the right uh, the right choices and my parents just helped me to to you know to raise me to um, educate me with uh, these values and always to keep working with humility and respect and always go for the next job mentality like next step um, always improve and yeah, I feel uh, I got so much support from my family, from Romain, Bertrand also, the oldest one, and my sister also, Bill.
3: It's been kind of amazing to think of you as being second best a couple of times. You talk about when Arsene Wenger, it was clear that you were not so much in his plans and then this when you had to push for a move from, from Chelsea as well. What do you make of that? I mean, you—you're a guy who's had so much success, who scored as as we've already talked about some incredible, important goals. You, you've played at the highest level for the national team, the best national team around. How, how do you how do you explain that? What why why do you think that was the case a number of times in your career?
4: Um, well, uh, I think um, it was the story of my life to uh, always fight uh, for my place because maybe um, um, from my young age uh, you always um, had to push myself and to, to for getting the best of uh, my game because when I'm too much uh, relaxed and uh, I stay in my comfort zone, if I can say I'm not at my best, so... I believe uh, you know competition is very important in life, and uh, it helped me to to step up.
2: It does seem to be that your response to being dropped has always been to knuckle down and then make yourself undroppable with these amazing runs of scoring goals. Um, when you've when you've come back in from the cold, or you know been been coming off the bench, and then effectively forcing yourself back into the lineups, and that's true with the national team as well. And I've never had the opportunity to ask anyone this, Olivier, but. What does it feel like when you actually lift the World Cup? When that thing we've all dreamed about, that moment actually comes true. What what is that like?
4: Well, to to complete the previous uh, question, uh, I would say um, um, some of my friends, a lot of friends and families, used to say that uh, I'm the best when I am back of the wall. I, I would have preferred sometimes things go went smoother. And uh, but uh, yeah, I always try. I I always had to to overcome like uh, scepticism um, and criticizes, um, and uh, it's helped me to. To always uh, believe uh, in myself and uh, to show people wrong, and uh, this World Cup was uh, basically the best thing could happen in my career. Lifting the trophy was kind of a relief and achievement, amazing achievement in my in my life in my career. I was so proud and uh, and yeah, uh, it's make me goosebumps when I'm talk talking about this. <laughs> It, it it's a kind of childhood dream uh, like you you wouldn't believe that when you're when you're a young player I remember when I was young when I was eight or ten years old my my friend just reminded me the day before the final he said uh, listen Oli you remember when we were a kid you said one day you would become World Cup winner that's the time you need to grab it. <laughs> you need to grab it. you need to go for it And well um yeah, that that's it. You know, it's um, it's amazing. It's I, I I'm I'm part of the five hundred. I think roughly players who won the World Cup and uh, for a football player, nothing nothing is better.
3: And you touch on this in the book, though, Olivier. It must be hard to really feel it, to really feel it. You know, because this is something that is the dream of anybody in the world, pretty much. It, how how you know you you can't. How can you compute that? You can't really, can you?
4: Everything went so quick uh, that uh, I believe uh, even today that uh, I didn't I didn't enjoy it enough, you know, because uh, we had this uh, this parade uh, the day after the final in on Champs elysees uh, Also, this parade went too quick. People were a bit upset because the the, the coach. Um, the Imperial coach, you know, we 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 we've been in with the lifting the world cup, showing people uh uh how much we we were proud of it and and after in um in um with the president and with our family we, it was uh it was busy, busy time, and uh, well, uh, I just realized it uh, the week after when I have done the baptism of my of my uh, little one, around uh, my third kid, that uh, could enjoy it very properly with my with my family. But yeah, with the boys, everything went so quick after the after the final. We went back to the training camp, we we had a party, but. Yeah, you want you just want to celebrate it for once a year, you know, uh, all the year, and uh, uh, that's uh, football, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, what's maybe six weeks later we had to play another game for qualifiers for the Euros Cup, you know. So yeah, I used to say football is a everlasting new beginning, and uh, every single week you have to, you have to. Like be ready for the next challenge, the the, the next um, the next game, and uh, that's why we wanted to do well in, Euro, in the Euros, end. because even more because it was so frustrating in 2016 to to lose uh, to um, Portugal at home, and that's one of my regrets in my career, if I can say, it. So not to have um, finished the job, if I can say, it, by winning the Euros Cup, and then. Uh, maybe also um, to win the premier league with um, with Arsenal or Chelsea you know that's uh, my two smaller uh, regrets uh, so far but um, I, I still have a lot of hopes uh, regarding um, uh, winning another another league with uh, my new club i'm 100% focused on it
2: and, and good luck in doing that. We we'll wish you uh, wish you the best in in that opportunity. If we could stay on the World Cup for a little while and, and on international football. Now, obviously, winning the World Cup is an incredible thing for 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 any player, and obviously a, a hugely emotional thing. But you've touched on how quickly you then have to get back into the qualification processes for for the Euros and the World Cup, and and just how kind of relentless in, international football is. We're we're hearing a lot of plans about having a World Cup every two years now. From a player's point of view, someone who's gone deep in those tournaments, what, what, what do you feel about that? Do you Personally, I, I think I, I feel it would be a little bit too much, but from a player's perspective, how do you, how do you feel about that?
4: I just believe it's better to be a World Cup winner for four years rather than two years. <laughs> yeah. So I would say no, no but um, seriously, uh, we play so many games, as you know, uh, we've got busy um, calendars and we are, we, at, the, at the end of the season, we basically are tired about just playing so many games. So uh, I believe we have to look uh, to take care about um, players' uh, health, fitness. And uh, uh, if if we play um, another big competition, which includes a lot of pressure, a lot of... Uh, um, Yeah, demands and um, big, um, big focus. And uh, yeah, like, you know what I mean, is is massive. So I don't know if they can fit it up uh, in a a calendar, in a schedule. But um, uh, I don't know how it's possible. But um, no, I prefer to stay a World Cup winner for four years, basically. I believe it's the same for the other players. But that give a, a chance it... to the others to to win it uh, um, two years after. So I, I, for me, for me, uh, I would stay for every four years.
3: Does it surprise you that your old hero Arsene Wenger is the one who seems to be like pushing all this, knowing everything you know about him, knowing how he knows football?
4: Oh, I I, I wouldn't say I'm against his uh, ideas because I. Uh, uh, I have so much respect for him, and I think he's doing a great job for international football. But uh, it would be interesting to talk um, about this uh, with him, and um, I would uh, I would need him to explain me why he wants uh, to uh, <laughs> to do this. But yeah, he, he is basically um, um, a legend uh, for all the Arsenal fans, and and also I'm very grateful for him. To give me the opportunity to realize my my childhood dream, so uh, I think he is a man we need to to listen and to explain why uh, it will be better for football, and then maybe I will uh, I will change my mind. Who knows? <laughs> I don't
3: know if this is just my uh, cloth English ear, Olivier. I feel as though you sound not dissimilar in the way that you speak to Arsene Wenger is it is this is this deliberate in terms of your delivery are you are you trying to channel the great man
4: <laughs> yeah as i said uh, as i said he's a special person for me and uh, and uh, well um is uh, such a wise uh, a wise person and uh, when uh, every every single word uh, came out from uh, come out from his mouth uh, as very very uh, like powerful, and uh, uh, he's got so much experience in football that that I think um, yeah he's at the right place today to help uh, football to grow up again and and uh, yeah yeah I miss uh, I miss I miss him I miss talking with him and uh, I hope I will uh, get the opportunity to see him soon.
3: Time to get to a break. Now, on the other side, we'll be talking more about nights out with the France national team and your relationship, Olivier, with Arsene Wenger. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: This is Detective Abeline.
4: Hearing
0: you, Abeline. go ahead.
1: We've got the body of a male on Derwood Street, Whitechapel, just behind the tube, a Mark Allen Nichols. His throat has been cut. A stab wound below his shoulder blade, and uh...
3: continue, please, detective.
1: Yeah, she's uh, she's cut off his knob and put his bollocks in the recycling bins. Stack presents a thrilling new audio fiction. She cut his throat, unbollocked the guy. And decocked him for good measure.
3: The body of a man brutally murdered in Whitechapel was discovered this morning.
1: That was Jackie's way. Evil, sexually bloodthirsty, explicit. sexually explicit, and just yeah, just bloody horrible, really. Step into the scene. Me, yours truly. Moi. That's uh, me. Detect. Lead. Detective Freddie Abilene of Scotland Yard. There is a man next to us who has been brutally murdered and dismembered. We'll go and find his member then. Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, but we've kept his AirPods in, I see. What's he listening to? Death Metal? Zombie Nation? Follow me as I hunt the most vicious serial killer known to man. Good Lord, she's stuffed his eye sockets with his own bollocks. Jackie the Ripper. The infamous Whitechapel murders. Retold by the makers of The Offensive available now on all podcast platforms Sorry Sally I got your shoes oh, It's my Mama, from earlier Let's have a closer look Looks like noodles Nope, him Jackie the Ripper Hold
2: on to your bollocks So Olivia I, I am an Arsenal fan as, as we've established already um, and I, I, I obviously love going over to the stadium of course but Sometimes it can be quite stressful um, just as a, as a stadium. I know a lot of, a lot of um, you know, a lot of stadiums can be like that. But did that, I, I often wonder, did you find as a player that sometimes that anxiety from the, from the supporters would come onto the pitch? Because this was something we all sort of worry about as Arsenal fans, that we get stressed out and then it, then it translates onto the field. Is it something that you're kind of aware of as you're playing or can you shut all of that out?
4: Uh well regarding Arsenal I can understand the frustration to um not being in the in, in top four in a, um, in the top of the league. Um especially because um Arsenal um has been incredible uh under Arsene Wenger um over the twenty past years, you know. Uh but I believe um Mikel Arteta and his staff uh needs um Needs time to to come back to the top. Obviously, as I already mentioned, it, um, money is a huge part of the, the process. You know, to be successful, when you see uh, Chelsea, City, or United uh, signing uh, top top players, uh, spending a lot of money, um, um, it's not everything, but it's a big part of uh, success. You know, so I hope that Arsenal will have the opportunity to. To, um, to sign um, important players that can make um, uh, the game change
3: and hopefully they will although I support sports um let's talk a little bit about about your family because there's a big strong feature across the, across the whole of your book olivier um and you say is it right you were present for the for the birth of all four of your kids in the end but this is just by magic you know most footballers quite often they'll be away when when they are when their partners are are, are giving birth and you speak about how much of a magical moment it was for you
4: Well, one thing is um, when you're a football player and you're so busy, you're always uh, travelling and people uh, have um, to think about the fact that we are... um, um, I, I didn't have the opportunity to um, be there when uh, my uh, grandparents uh, passed away, for example, for bir- those days of sometimes wedding, and I felt I was lucky to be there for my kids' birth, you know, and uh, that's uh, one of the sacrifices uh, we have to make by living uh, abroad or in, an, in another country, sorry, and. Uh, we don't get the opportunity to be closer to our family. And uh, that's what I, I mean the most, you know, uh, my, uh, my home time, my, my hometown, my, my friends, my family, uh, that's, uh, th- that's uh, one of the, um, the difficult side of being uh, a football player. Obviously I have a uh, lots of uh, uh, advantage, uh, but um, yeah. Um one thing is true is um I was lucky um i feel uh, i feel lucky to get the opportunity to be there for their birth and that's the most um, amazing things happened in my life obviously with the world Cup
2: for for all four of your children as well that's some that's some pretty amazing timing really some pretty high odds that you managed to do that that's great yeah yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> but uh, i mean uh, as i said uh Sometimes you cannot um, go back to France, for example, for me to, to be there for big events or for funerals, as I said. But uh, come on, for your kids' birth, uh, the manager can understand.
3: Yeah. But can he? Because I so you said about I think it was Evan was born and he's born at 10 p.m. And you spoke to the manager and he says, oh, yeah, great. Or you know something a bit more supportive than that, and then like see you in training at eight yeah, eight yeah, o'clock yeah, next morning. After. Like, what is the... Do you think this is okay? Like, it seems to me, you know, obviously if you're a female, you wouldn't have that ch- chance, right? You have to take a bit of a break, and and it's so important to be around. Like, what do you make of that as a culture?
4: Uh, yeah, and that's uh, welcome in football. I believe uh, maybe it's the same in in other sports, but it's always a. Uh, yeah like that you have to enjoy the the moment but after the, yeah, the manager the mister um, like bring you back to reality and uh, you have to go uh, to training the day after but as long as uh, my my wife was okay and my my kid was was in a good health um mm-hmm. I, I I feel I, I was okay you know with that and the main thing is uh, to be to be here uh, on the on the delivery uh, um day you know
2: so we're we're seeing an, an age now olivier where where strikers in particular seem to be lasting for a lot longer i mean you you're 35 and you're playing for ac milan obviously you've got zlatan ibrahimovic in the same squad he's he's in his 40s now which is <laughs> absolutely incredible do you feel like this is a th- does this give you confidence that you can just carry on and on and on because it seems to be some of the best players in the world are players like Robert Lewandowski who are well into their 30s it, 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 it's a very new thing in football do you do you think that's because nutrition's improved and we understand sports science a bit more
4: um, yeah uh, Lewandowski uh, I think he's 32 so he's still young but uh, yeah Zlatan is, uh, is a good example for the youngsters uh, professionally Professionalism wise, uh, is, uh, um, is doing um, uh, like everything uh, which is important to stay fit. Uh, but if your body allowed you to play um, that much, um, so um, like until you're 40 years old, uh, you have to keep uh, in your mind that. Um, the determination and the motivation plays uh, even a bigger part I mean if your body uh, lets you down okay you have to stop uh, if your body is ready as I said for myself I feel good I feel a good in a good shape and um, what makes a difference at this level is uh, how much you want to carry on and uh, and uh, how much motivation you put in the game and uh, in the fact that you want to you are still hungry uh, for titles and to play more and more and uh, yeah that's a, it's just a matter of um like of 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 um you know attitude and uh, mentality and uh, mental strength i, I believe uh, zlatan is the best for that also and you know how much he is uh, he believes in himself and that um he wants to achieve great things and is is uh, a good example that we can play if you really want it. You can play um, um, until forty, maybe. For me, I don't know, but I, I still believe I, I have two, <laughs> three years in front of me. Yeah.
3: You've had that experience of seeing uh, France win a win a title with without you with the Nations mm-hmm. League just recently. How, how did you manage that?
4: Well, uh, emotionally, I mean, yeah, it's I miss. Uh, I, no i would be a liar if i said uh, i don't miss uh, i don't miss it i don't miss the boys i don't miss uh, the dressing room you know and uh, the the feeling to to win it uh, to win something altogether because as the french national team i mean when you play for your country it's the best feeling ever make you so proud and your family also so um yeah it was um it was a bit weird for me to watch them on t v but uh i was uh, i was cheering up for for them and i uh, was so happy when they leave the trophy even if it was a bit frustrating for me um i was i was at the end i was happy for them but um it's a good answer after the difficult euroscope we had and uh, i'm proud to be uh, to be french for that
3: do you miss also uh, in the book you speak a little bit about some uh, nights where you let off steam even during the World Cup which was really fun for like fans to hear about right and there was uh, something with Adurami involving the fire extinguisher as you say that is that has been much spoken about do you miss that kind of those nights the the fight we Jim and I laughed because obviously you know we're English and and the, the idea of you all having fine wines laid out for you is like a quite hilarious cliche in the context of a of a football of a French football team right do you miss that kind of yeah,
4: bonding? yeah. before being uh, football players uh, we are first uh, human beings so we need to enjoy uh, also uh the good stuff uh, the good things of the life um, and I, I believe uh, to uh, to be successful uh, is very important to have um, especially when you live uh, together for almost two months 54 55 days I think in total uh, in the big competition you have to create that 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 team cohesion you know that alchemy uh between the players uh, and you have to share this kind of moment, you know, to, to uh, stick together and to create um, um, links uh, between uh, each other. Uh, yeah. I have amazing memories and, and uh, I think um, we were strong on the, on the field, on the, on the, on the pitch, but uh, it was also because of our good, uh, team cohesion, team spirit, you know, we had, we were all friends. We were, we were enjoying our time together. And uh, even the one who didn't play much, they were 100% behind the team. And that's um, incredible to see these players, you know, um, um, who could have been a bit frustrated, but they were like uh, watching, aiming in a, on the same targets as the others.
3: Andrea Pirlo famously has a vineyard now. Well, when he was retired, is that is that a route for Olivier Giroux? Cool. Uh, Pirlo, he has a vineyard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. Oof. Is this stop? What do you reckon? No, I
4: love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, French wine uh, and obviously of uh, French gastronomy, as as you know. And uh, I consider myself as a epicurean, uh, so I really enjoyed. Um, you know i believe you can uh, be a sportsman and uh, also enjoy the the nice um nice food nice wine uh sometimes not too much but uh in france we used to say uh, a small glass uh, wine glass uh, every day is uh, is uh, healthy <laughs> not every day uh, but uh, now i'm i'm Um, it's very interesting that um, um, he's got a vineyard and I believe he knows uh, the French wine quality
3: (laughs) certainly it does and so if that's not your future or maybe it is it sounds like it could be um, what what do you reckon, What what are you looking at you say you're not so fussed about the idea of management
4: uh, it's a bit too early, but one thing is sure. I think um, I will stay. Uh, I would stay in football uh, because that's uh, what I know the most. Since my uh, young age, I've done. I've been involved in football for so many years, and I've, I think I've got uh, some credit in it. And and I, I think I uh, I have to use it, you know. And uh, also because I think uh, I can help. I can help with my experience, and also the. Um, I don't know, the maybe um, sport director kind of um, being involved in academy development or, and uh, also scouting and, uh, you know, doing uh, different things, you know, uh, in touch with uh, the first team, but not only. Uh, the the um, uh, transfer um, politic of the club or... So I don't know what I'm gonna do, but one thing is sure: I will stay in football. Management is not for me, I think, because uh, I need uh, my wife would kill me. <laughs> because you have less, <laughs> less time that for your family, and you are so busy uh, and stressed. Also, uh, well, to compare with when, when when you're a player. So yeah, it's it's. I've got so much respect for the the managers. Uh, That's um, yeah also because I um, I read them, I read the book uh, Arsene Bennger book and he said uh, I dedicated my whole life to football and maybe uh, my regrets my only regret was to you know to uh, left a little bit on the side of the family uh, life and um, that's why i um, you can, I think, maybe find a good balance. But if you want to be involved, hundred uh, percent is, you have to make sacrifices. And I think my family is good; has made a lot uh, so far. So.
3: Okay, so sporting director for a club, a football club in London, sounds oh, like Olivier I don't know. <laughs> yeah, You're t- think- <laughs> you telling
4: that I don't know. Uh, it would be amazing, I- yeah, but. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see. We would absolutely
2: take you as director of football and scorpion kicks at Arsenal, Olivia. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's not my position to give, let's but I'm, see, sure we'd be, uh, I'm sure we could make it happen.
4: The job uh, would be also amazing. It's, uh, it's like coaching strikers. But um, I don't know if uh, would be very... Um, um, I don't know the English. Like um, I would be very, very... Uh, happy to do only this but it could be one of the things I can uh, I can help too yeah
3: all right well we'll look forward to seeing where it goes Olivier thank you so much for joining us today for book club
4: me a few years enjoying football uh, still and after we'll see <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course we're not writing you off uh, I'm sorry we're just we're just curious to know of course I uh, hope the game goes well later today thank you so much for joining us for book club we really appreciate it thank you We really enjoyed our conversation with Olivier Giroud for this episode of Book Club. If you've got suggestions of other books you'd like us to read, feel free to get in touch on Twitter. I'm on at KVL Mason.
2: And I'm at Jim Campbell
3: TFR. Or you can tweet us at Football Ramble, of course. Olivier's book, Always Believe, is out now with Pitch Publishing. You can get it wherever you get your book.
1: Was a stack production
0: and part of the ACAST Creative Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.